Hey friends, hi to you, welcome back again to another episode. In this episode I'll be sharing about the spiritual awakening I had which has become the key key factor in my stroke recovery. It was a spiritual awakening which I had. The day was 25th of October 1995. I'd gone for a walk down at the main beach in our city, Port Mosby, called Ella Beach. Uh, I went there with my partner, we went for a walk and we uh, returned home about um, 6 7 o'clock in the evening and then I started to develop a, a spitting headache. I went to the room, took some um, painkillers, went to lay down but it did not improve. After a while, I decided to have a cold shower. I went and had a long, a very long cold shower, thinking it would relieve the pain. However, the pain kept getting stronger and stronger. It got to a, a point where I was feeling nauseous. I was no, had nausea. I, my head was spinning. I couldn't see clearly. Actually, I actually was struggling to speak. Speaking is um, sort of slurs. My partner asked what, what was um, wrong with me. And I told her that um, I didn't know what was wrong with me, but I was just in a lot of pain. Um, we then decided to go to the hospital. Unfortunately, living in a third world country, medical facilities and hospitals are uh, places you do not really want to go to especially the public public hospital so we decided to go to a, a private doctor unfortunately unfortunately also at that time in 1995 most of our medical uh, practitioners would uh, close their businesses down at 5:30 to 6 o'clock so when we went around to our private GP to get some assistance, they told us that um, they suspected I was going through something serious, so I needed to be taken to the emergency center, emergency section of our of our public hospital here, here public hospital here in Port Moresby. So we took the doctor's advice and went to the to the public hospital. We're taken in, I was taken into the emergency side of the hospital. Emergency section of the hospital, sorry. And we had a doctor come and see me. By that time, I was in excruciating pain. I was, I just, I didn't know who was coming and who was going where I was. I was totally paralyzed by the pain. Uh, being a very strong man myself, I consider myself to be a strong man. I did a lot of sports, I weightlifted, I, I powerlifted, I did a lot of competitive swimming. I climbed mountains, climbed the highest mountain in our, in our country twice. I did ocean swims, or five kilometer ocean swims, and a lot of physical things that I did that I thought that I could overcome that, that pain by physically doing my best to make myself strong. Unfortunately, 
I couldn't. I actually fell into unconsciousness. I could just barely in and out of unconsciousness here. The medical doctors um, said they couldn't do anything for me because um, I, uh, I was having a stroke. <coughs> Our facilities at the time in 1995 here in Papua New Guinea wasn't at a place where they could they, they could really help me. So basically they <laughs> they just went about and did serve other patients while I was left alone there. In that time I was lying in that in that bed I I had a feeling that something in me was being drawn out. To give a backstory to the event before I go into explain what I went through, was as a young man I I grew up in a Christian home. My parents were professionals. Uh, my parents were Christians, and I myself didn't really like the, the journey of. Christianity. So when I left home to go to university, I basically went my own way and did my own thing and decided that I was going to be an atheist for the rest of my life. I didn't live a very um, wise life. I ate too much, ate too much junk food, just abused my body, did things that were detrimental to myself. And Obviously, obviously, it caused the, the stroke that, that was happening as I, as I tell this story. My parents being Christians, especially my mother, being a praying woman, always used to tell me and advise me and encourage me to make the right choices in my life because the bad choices I was making and what I was eating because I was getting overweight and just different decisions I was making wasn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't bring a positive outcome in my life. The, the greatest one was the way I was physically abusing my, my body. I didn't smoke cigarettes. I never drank alcohol all my life, never touched a drop of alcohol, never smoked a cigarette in my life. Never was any, any, any drunks, but my downfall or challenge that I had was just looking after what I used to eat. I didn't eat the right thing. I basically, basically lived on processed food. I drank a whole lot of soda, a whole lot of soft drinks, um, sugar water, carbonated drinks, and I didn't look after my body. In the early part of my teen years and young adult life I did, but in the late, in the mid-twenties to my late-twenties I didn't really look after my body. So my body was in a state which, which you would call healthy. So coming back to, to that, that time I was in the hospital and I felt as though something was be, being ripped out from the inside of me. It was as though someone reached into your, into your body and pulled, up, pulled out all your internal organs. It felt something like that. As I lay in that unconsciousness, going in and out of consciousness and being in so much pain and yes, I was moaning and groaning and I don't know if I was screaming, I have to ask whether I was with the friends and family I had around me. But being in all that pain and feeling as though something was ripped out from inside of me was very, very scary. Uh, I'd like to describe it this way, it was as though 
someone came with a massive commercial va commercial vacuum cleaner and put the spouts of the, the, the vacuum at the soles of my feet and was was basically sucking the very core of me out. That's what it felt like. It was something that inside of me, I felt as though I was being sucked out of my body. And then I was put down this dark, cold tunnel. And I was sliding down this tunnel. I was sliding and sliding and reaching out in my hands to grab onto something at the side of the tunnel, but I couldn't. And it's interesting as a human being, having, having, uh, having hindsight, hindsight now and looking back at that experience, it's interesting as a, as a human being that you know, you know that you're dying. It's, it's, it's a weird talking about it, but I knew I was dying. I knew that you know something inside of me was pulled out of my body, and I was falling down this dark tunnel. It's amazing, amazing also that 15 to 20 years prior to that experience, my dear praying Christian mother had given me that advice. She said she told me that. If you're anywhere around the world, and if not, if you've not sorted yourself out spiritually, I beg of you that in your dying moment you you cry out to the you cry out to that God that I serve, that Christian God that I serve. And as as in a flash, that those words came across my mind, and as I was sliding down that dark tunnel, I thought to myself. Man, this must be what mom used to talk about. Because she had a life and death experience also, early on in her, her adult life. And she went through a similar situation. So she told me those words. And, and here I was sliding down that tunnel. Obviously, physically, I was in so much pain, and going in out of unconsciousness, and my spirit sliding down that that dark tunnel and those thoughts coming to me. It was as those time stood still and your thoughts and words were were so so clear. And yet I was still stumbling down those that dark tunnel. Interesting interestingly enough a relative of mine who was staying with us had called my mother's pastor and told her the, the predicament I was in when we were in the hospital. And my mother's pastor came to the, to the hospital and stood by my base, uh, bedside and, and spoke to me and said that, Ray, I know you can't respond to me physically or verbally. However, I just want you to respond to me by squeezing my hand that you can hear me which I which I did and then she led me in a prayer at the time she led me in a prayer I was stumbling like falling down this 
dark tunnel a continuous long dark cold tunnel and as she led me in that prayer basically praying that God would save me and when I consciously made the choice to listen to her prayer and verbalize that prayer also that the fall that I was falling was was ended by in a sense I had fallen on if I could put a given example of I'd fallen on a bed of feathers my, my fall was was stopped as I completed that prayer Weird as it may be, I came to the realization that the real me is the spirit, which we hear about, we read about, we watch movies about, and now I'm experiencing that. And before that prayer happened, yes, I was making deals with the, with the Creator. I said, look, I know I'm dying here, but I'm only 29 years old. I don't want to go out like this. This is a sucker's way to, to end my life. I got so much in front of me, so much I can do, and so, much, so many people that I can help. Please save me. Spare my life and give me another opportunity. I can live and yes, not only live, but at the right time and place, share this experience with people so they also may gain from my experience and my testimony and, and make the right decisions themselves before it's too late. You see, at that moment I realized that we're a spirit, we, we have a soul and we live in a body and I was out of my body. And the spirit man that you hear about and that you, you see in movies is, is real. But it wasn't real to me until I went through that experience. Having to realize that there's, there's more to, to life than just your, your soul and your body and all the material things that we have around us. The human being is a spirit, it has a soul, and it lives in a body, and here I am, my spirit been pulled out of my body. And the final realization that the three parts of us is real, it's not a matter of stories and matter of discussion, it's real. And my life was ending. But I'm forever grateful for that experience also. Because at that moment that I made that decision to, to sort myself out spiritually and made, made that deal with the Creator, the Creator, Universe, whatever you want to call it. But you must realize that I was basically an atheist before that happened. I had consciously made a, consciously made a choice that I didn't want to follow the Christian faith, I was just going to do my own thing.
and then experiencing the experience that I went through, which is, is basically was a spiritual awakening, just totally changed me as a person, especially from my spirit, spiritual side first. Coming back to the story where I landed in, the, in those bed of feathers, as, as I may try to explain. Then I came to consciousness, but I was still in a lot of pain, because that was a spiritual experience that happened where I was dying, my spirit left my body, and I cried out to, to God to help me. I share this testimony also, and being aware of this message going around the world, with a lot of us who have different religions, different faiths, different walks spiritually. I say this not to offend you or to shove this down, down your throat, but that was my experience and it is a key and was a key and is a key factor in the, in the recovery of my recovery. A lot, probably 99% of my recovery has been because of that experience spiritually. When I came back to consciousness, I was still in pain. So that spiritual experience I happened, a change in my heart. But in my soul and my body, I still suffered. My body suffered with pain, my soul suffered with so many mental issues. I was going through fear, fear of dying, because I just went through that life and death experience. However, the seed that was planted, that, that event that happened, gave me so much peace in my in my heart. I didn't understand the, that walk of faith, that, that walk of practicing the, the faith that my parents had practiced and I, I practiced for a certain time in my young life. I had no clue where to start. I didn't totally understand it in that moment of time that it happened and I, I didn't share that experience with anyone around me until probably about a month after, or a couple of weeks into it, after I, I totally came back to my senses, then I, that I that I'd explained that to my mother and told her what happened. And yes, she shed a tear and said, son, you should be grateful that the Lord saved you. When you cried out for help, he saved you and you should respect that decision and respect the choice and also respect your, you as a human being, your spirit, your soul, and your body, and, and look after yourself. I share that not to be proud of what happened, but to testify to you, to give you a testimony that if you've had a stroke, if you've gone through some disabilities, challenges with disability or mental challenges, physical challenges, emotional relationship challenges that you think that are impossible and you can't get out of it, may I encourage you that you need to sort out your spiritual connection in your heart. Because I've found over the last 27 years that if I had not made that choice and then made a choice on a daily basis to get connected in the spirit and to feed my spirit and to feed my soul and feed my body with the, with the good things, then if I don't do the right thing, then I should 
it's basically guaranteed that I will reap what I sow. So I've had to, to the best of my ability, sow good things in my spirit and my soul and my body over the last 20 years, 27 years. But the crucial point was that spiritual awakening that I had. So I just wanted to share with you today that maybe you should think about that. If some of you are, have your spiritual connections, well, bless you for that. Maintain that. If you have not, then think about it before it's too late. Because you will find peace and you find joy in that spiritual connection on a daily basis as you maintain that. And I know for sure that it will help you in your stroke recovery. It will help you through whatever challenges negatively that you're going through at the moment that you, you find are impossible to come out of. What you need is a peace that comes from your spirit. And that's only done one way, but one way, excuse me, by you making that choice on a daily basis to, to meditate, to be aware and to be conscious of who you are, your spirit, you have a soul and you, you live in a body and to respect that and to feed those parts of you. And when you, when and only when you do that, then you'll find that peace and joy that will come out of your spirit and your heart and affect your mind and your, your body. Yes, you've got to make those choices mentally and physically also, but the key is in the spirit. So I just wanted to share that with you today. Hopefully I've inspired you and encouraged you. Uh, oh yeah, I might have even rebuked you that you're not doing that and you should or you've been doing it in the past and you've forgotten because it's a daily walk. And yes, all of us are not perfect as humans. Sometimes we, we stay connected, we do the right thing spiritually in our soul and in our body and other times we just get busy that we forget. And when you do that, then you find that your results are not there. You, you struggle, you're frustrated, you're, you're, you're snappy, you're, you're moody and all of that type of thing. However, I've found that when you get that seed of the spirit connected and you're doing your best, you can't be perfect. You're doing your best, then you find that your stroke recovery, recovery from whatever challenges you're going through will start coming to pass and you start to find miracles that will happen. And I will share that on my journey as we go along because so many miracles that have happened to me. Financial miracles, things that were totally impossible that have happened and I know it's happened because of that connection. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a pleasant day today. And we look forward to bringing you some more content to help you along your, your journey. And for those of us who have strokes, for our stroke recovery journey. And for others, for whatever journey that you're, you're going through, that you're coming out of, whatever negativity that you've been through, my prayer for you is that You'll find your peace and your love and your joy in making the right decisions spiritually, mentally, physically and also financially. Blessings to you and I'll talk to you soon.